This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It is time for the general manager show right here on A's Cast with the GM of your Oakland Athletics, David Forst. And happy 2024 spring training Cactus League action. It's nice to be back. I mean, first week of spring training, Everything's going great. Guys are healthy. Guys look good. This is uh, indisputably the best week of the year right now. Well, I got to tell you, I have kind of a little mantra since we've gotten down here. And obviously, you have to deal with it. I have to deal with it. All the outside noise. Yeah. But the reality is the outside noise doesn't affect this. And what I'm trying to tell everybody is you need to understand this roster is far better than the 50 wins last year. It's far more athletic than you think. It's this young core has grown up. Your team, in my estimation right now, is going to be far, far better than it was last year. I hope you're right. I mean, we obviously think so, and we've spent, you know, spent a lot of time in the offseason working on the roster. Um, but you're, you know, your first point, you're exactly right. All that stuff that's gone on the last five months or the last 12 months or whatever it is, the great thing about being out here is like that all sort of fades into the background for us and absolutely for the 68 players and the staff in that clubhouse. You know, they are really good at blocking things out, at focusing on what happens between the lines. And uh, that's what this is that's what this is supposed to be about, and it's nice to be here and be able to focus on that. Yeah, our job, well, your job is to build the team. <laughs> My job is to talk about the team yeah. and the organization that you built. That's what we right. do. And their job is to go out and play. Their job yeah. isn't to worry about, you know, who's coming to the games and who's not coming or where they're playing and where they're not. Their job is to go out there and play, and like I said, a lot of those guys are really good at that. Late, you add some additions that I absolutely love because, you know, I always focus on one number and people think it's funny, but I focus on the number 4,374. Okay. That's the number of outs you need, <laughs> nine innings, 27 outs, 162 games, 4,374. Pitching yeah. to me is a big deal. How are you going to get those outs? But you need innings, and innings is a big thing in our game, and that's why – I can't wait. We're going to talk to J.P. Sears later on in camp. I think it was such a big deal for him in modern baseball. For a guy to go 32 starts is a really big deal. Yeah. But my thing for you, before I start talking about your younger players and your core and the athleticism, I think when you got Wood and you got Ross Stripling and you got these guys in, you got some veteran guys, you need innings. Yep. And we always talk about, you know, at the winter meetings, there's different ponds to be fishing in and you wait. You waited. It looks like you got some innings late. 
Yeah, it was it was absolutely the the focus as we went in the off season. I mean, we knew what happened in April and May last year. It's exactly what you're talking about. We yeah. we didn't have guys to get outs. I mean, our depth was tested early. We didn't respond well. We dug a hole. We were you know every game was snowballing to the next one. Cots and Emo were you know they weren't managing games. They were just trying to find 27 outs worth of pitching every day, and that's it's no way to to go through a season. So um, yeah, I look. I I said it a couple times throughout the offseason that we were focused on, you know, starting pitching to start, but on some experience and guys who could manage games. And uh, the conversations on both Alex and Ross started early at the GM meetings in November. And they just, those things just take time. I mean, you get, you sort of go through the GM meetings and winter meetings and don't do anything. And everybody sort of looks and is like, what are you doing? Like what, where are the moves, where are the transactions? And there are always, always conversations happening. So uh, Woody was a perfect fit because from day one, his agent said he wants to go somewhere where he can get 30 starts. He, he sees himself as a starting pitcher. <laughs> he, uh, 30 starts, <laughs> baby. You know, he, he obviously bounced back and forth with the Giants yeah. the last two years. And that's, you know, that's the way they managed him. But stripling same way. Yeah. Yeah. But back issues. But Woody wanted to go somewhere where he could be a starter. And that was the opportunity we were offering. And he he knew the Bay Area he had no issue coming coming here to play. Um, and then Ross, obviously, different different conversation because he gets traded it's not like we recruited him necessarily but as soon as he got here and I said hey we want you to start you could sort of see him just you know relax and say okay good that's what I want too so you've got those two guys you've got Alexander and got in the bullpen um, who also happened to pitch for the Giants we're not we're not just trying to run back San Francisco's pitching staff from the last few years remember back in the days when you guys would not do any deals with right. the Giants we wouldn't touch anybody <laughs> so now we and then you now you throw in Newcomb who came out of their yeah. system we've got happened to have five guys on our staff who came basically straight from the Giants yeah. um, but yeah you've got you've got that experience and and Mark talks a lot about like I said earlier guys who can manage a game who don't get blown up in the second inning and all of a sudden you're going to the pen and you're like how are we covering today, tomorrow, and the next day? Like, that's what you can't have. And, and we're not going to go through all the names, but, I mean, we mentioned you, Ross and Alex and J.P. Sears, and then he's throwing Blackburn, and then we start talking about what can Boyle be, and then we, we talk to Estes, who's just, my God, he just reeks big game, mm. young pitcher, right? Kyle Muller still is somebody who I, I, I want to have faith in, and, and, and Tarnock, and, like, hey, yeah. you've got – a, a, a stable of pitchers that you didn't have last year that if a guy or two goes down, it's not like, oh, boy. Right. No, it feels that way, and that was that was our goal. So all those guys you mentioned absolutely uh, were part of, part of the equation in the mix. Guys like Kyle and Freddie, who, were, you know, who we counted on a lot last year, have a little more experience under their belt. Um, and, J, you know, JP is, is a huge deal. Like you said, Cots called him out in the, the initial meeting because to go out there and make 32 starts as basically a rookie on a staff that had a whole lot of stuff going on around him, um, yeah, it wasn't easy to do. And, and we haven't mentioned Ken Waldachuk, who I've said I think was our most consistent guy in August and September last year. And we hope to get him back after his 60-day IL is up. So you got that coming later. And, uh, and Medina, Boyle, as just all these guys with some experience now. Then we go to the – got a ton of stuff to ask you. We've, mi we've missed you. <laughs> we've missed you. It's beautiful out. I could sit here all day. Uh, the bullpen. We just we, – we talked to Jackson – uh, Jimenez, two power arms. Lucas Ursig is, you were there when we did the banquet, the Santa Clara County Baseball Banquet. We honored him. He's a great story. That's three power arms right there. And then Mason Miller, which yeah. is a chance to close. It kind of reminds me 
way back when, when you guys, I don't even know if you were here then, but when, um, I remember doing the interview with Billy about it, when uh, Jason Isringhausen was acquired from the Mets. Yeah, so I missed when we got Izzy. That was in 99, right before I got yeah, here. But I was So it reminds me of that, right? Like the great starter, can't stay healthy, right. all this stuff, bring him. And all of a sudden he's turns into I mean, he's in the cardinals hall of fame now i mean so <laughs> the point is how do you like the bullpen we used to talk about there's no power arms other than maybe lou, lou trevino now it seems like you have a whole host of power arms yeah there. i think we've got good stuff and, and obviously like the, the question mark with all those guys is staying healthy and not just mason but danny and zach had you know injury issues last year and um, it's the same same thing you have with the starters. You got to have enough weapons, enough depth to withstand some of the injuries that are unfortunately just part of the game right now. But um, but we do have stuff. I mean, our, our guys went out and signed a lot of minor league free agents too with stuff. Guys like Tyler Ferguson and Gerson Moreno, Danny's Correa. These guys come into camp and they throw hard. They've got swing and miss stuff. So you're gonna see some of those names also compete for spots. So it's the bullpen's in a good place, and and ultimately will probably hinge on on whether Mason can stay healthy in that role. What's the number one thing that you look for in relievers to feel confident that you can put them in those high leverage key situations, if not closing? Yeah, I mean, that's a difficult thing to gauge if a guy hasn't done it before. And obviously it's, you know, it's the biggest question for Mark and Emo is, is when you got a guy who can get outs, who, who has stuff, can miss bats, all that stuff, when is it safe to kind of move him back in the game and give him that? We saw it with Danny two years ago where he kind of fell into that spot because we had no alternatives, and he, he really excelled yeah. as a closer for, you know, half a season. Um, even, you know, even experienced guys like Trevor May last year had never really done that before. You don't know how they're going to respond. So it's something, you know, it's something that Mark and Emo have to figure out as we go along, get a feel for the guy. What is his heart rate when he's out there? Can he handle really pitching when the game's on the line? You want to know when you start to realize you've been around a while? <laughs> I realize it all the time. But, well, I'll give but, you one. But what is it for you? So uh, <laughs> lately I've been walking around going, you know, for Zach Geloff, my comp, I, I see it totally. He reminds me of a young Ryan Sandberg. Yeah, I've heard you say that. And a lot of your people around here go, who? <laughs> I'm not joking. We're not that old, Chris, are we? I'm not joking. <laughs> they have no clue who Ryan Sandberg is. And I go, huh, guess I got to dumb this thing down. Uh, but for us, Google it, folks. He's a Hall of Famer. And I hope he gets better. I know he's dealing with, with cancer right now. But a young Ryan Sandberg, size, stole bags, powered all fields. Yeah. He obviously was great defensively. He's a baseball Hall of Famer. That's kind of, I know Geloff was originally going to be a third baseman, injury a little bit, but I mean, I, that's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of Ryan Sandberg when I watch him play. Yeah, I mean, the, the way Zach came up and, and hit the ground running, like we've, we've all sort of set really high expectations for him. And Is I, it fair? Probably not. No, that's a good question. It's probably not fair, except except for the fact that I know he expects it of himself. I mean, you know you know his confidence level. You know he wants to go out and be a leader on this team, and and we're happy to have him in that role. Like, he, it's not, it's not often you think of a guy with two months of big league experience as taking a leadership role, but, but Zach has that ability. The guys gravitate to him, and when you go out and perform the way he did, you, you earn that. How do you like the battle at short? Look, Nick played really well the last couple of months. The last time he came up, he made an adjustment. Offensively, defensively, the game slowed down for him. I mean, I think I think Nick has sort of the, the upper hand in that that battle right now. So he, he deserves to be there. That said, 
There's obviously a wealth of talent coming behind him. Daryl Hernandez is going to get every opportunity to play this spring, see at all three spots what he can do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the two young guys, Munts and Wilson, behind him, like we're, we're in a good position at that spot. We had Wilson on earlier today. He's yeah. got the biggest grin on his face. Jacob, he's, yeah, he's a good kid. He, he obviously grew up around the yeah, game. Yeah, it's a home game here for him in Arizona. Yeah, College, yeah. his parents. Yeah, I mean, he's totally a... comfortable being around the clubhouse. He's yeah. a fun kid to have around. So, Hernays, I was going to get like third base because I know you guys are really high on Brett Harris. Jordan Diaz, we know that as a stick. I mean, how do you kind of see third base playing out? Yeah, those guys are all in the mix there. They're all going to get time. Abraham Toro's done it in yeah, the big leagues right, before. Yeah. So, Somewhere, you know, Ledmus can play over there. So I think Kotz is going to have to figure that out. I know it's one of the sort of more undefined spots on the diamond right now, and that'll be that'll be key over the next four weeks of games to figure out what we're doing there. I don't even have to ask you first base because the guy at first base does what? Gets on base. He gets on base. We <laughs> talked to my man Ryan Noda earlier. I, I expect big things. I think we're going to see more power out of him. He's going to be top five on base percentage American League. I'm, I'm saying maybe even a gold glove at first. I love me some Ryan Noda. Yeah, well, you saw in the second half when he got more comfortable and he kind of settled in. Like, he was, you know, understandably nervous as heck last spring. Coming in as a Rule 5 guy, a little bit on the older side, knowing this was his opportunity and made the team. And then slowly but surely, what he does well kind of came out. And, and he, he got on base. He hit some homers later in the year. And like you said, he does play really good defense. So I think Ryan's super comfortable with where he's at right now. He's, he's had a year under his belt, and I agree. I, I, we have big expectations for Ryan. I thought one of the coolest things has been the story of Brent Rooker, how Mark Kotze was brilliant you, using Rooker as the example of, let's be honest, you sat wherever you were somewhere around here, and you said, Pache or Rooker? It wasn't even here. It was in San Francisco. That's how late it was. Okay. We were already, and that that story is absolutely honest. We sat in that office in San Francisco in the manager's office trying to figure out the last spot, and it came down to, like, after the second Bay Bridge game, figuring out if Rook was going to be with us or not. Um, and it's a perfect. I, you know, I gave Mark a lot of credit for using that in his opening meeting because that's exactly what 30-plus guys in that clubhouse are, are looking at right now is to, will I take advantage of the opportunity when I get it? And, and no one did it better than Brent. If Rooker didn't get that call and you went with Pache, we have no idea what Rooker's career would be like right now. For sure. Yeah, no, I, it, it's hard to say. I mean, look, we, we always say there are very few Hall of Famers get blocked when they're in the minor leagues. Like, that doesn't happen, but it does happen. you got to be in the right spot at the right time, and then you also have to take advantage of it. And, and you saw early in the year he hit those homers in Baltimore, and he kind of made his mark, and you're like, okay, like this guy's going to get some rope, and he's going to get an opportunity, and he, and he used it. You don't think Ken Griffey Jr. was blocked? <laughs> I don't know if we can have this kid in the big leagues. I don't know. <laughs> Hall of Famers don't get blocked. They, they figure it out. Uh, so I Rook at third. I mean, I'm just going to be Rook at uh, DH. Yeah. And once again, great job by Car Mark Kotze letting everybody know, hey, no one's blocking it. There's no 12-year contract out here. Everybody's got a shot. Outfield, I'm super excited because outfield, I just see we talked to J.J. Blade. I think J.J.'s got all-world talent. Yep. Let's see if he can do it. We all love law, all-world talent. Ruiz has the potential to run everybody out of the building. I mean, it's just go. You yeah. still got – 
Brownie, who's got 30 home run potential. I mean, yep. your outfield's interesting. Yeah, but not everybody can play. Right. There's a, there is maybe one extra guy. The you know the other guy in that mix is Miguel Andujar, who yes. is, is going to play out in left field this spring. And he can play third too, right? I think we're done with the third base days for, okay. for, for Miguel. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he'll play some first. He made DH, but left yeah. field, he's done all right. We think he can really hit. I mean, he that's what he has done. He kind of got stigmatized by the defense in New York, and that really, you know, I think plagued him there. But he can really hit at a great winter ball. He's come in, made a good first impression in camp. So, yeah, the guys you mentioned, Blade, Ruiz, Law, Brownie, Andujar, you know, Rook will have to get some time out there. Noda can obviously play out there if, you know, our matchups work out. So it is a crowded outfield. Like I said, maybe one, one more guy than there is roster spots, but we have good options. All right, I've been nothing but sunshine, lollipops, everything's great. Isn't that what we're here to we're do? We're working on our tan. It's a cactus league. But I know you. I've known you for a long time. You're a worry wart. You're a total worry wart. Yeah. What are you worried about? Uh, I'm worried about our division. I'm worried about how good the other teams are. I'm worried about, always worried about injuries. Position player, you know, we built a lot of depth on the pitcher side. Position player injuries to the wrong guys could really hurt. Um, and I'm just generally worried about guys not developing in a sort of straight line. I mean, we know we're going to have to deal with some of this. You hope it doesn't all happen at the same time. But, um, look, we've got an uphill climb. Anytime you, you know, come out of a season where you win 50 games and you think about can we improve by 30-something games, that's a tall task. That's what it takes to be competitive and to really get to the, that, the next step where we want to go. So that's, that's a big ask. Some of the players, I've talked to a lot of them. Some of them, the, the more kind of guys that have been around here or have been in the organization, I didn't ask really new guys, but I asked them, I said, do you get the sense of uh, the us against the world mentality? They've said yeah. yes. That's how good. Do you, how do you feel as the I, GM? I think that's healthy for them. I, I, it doesn't matter how I feel. I don't go out there and play, so I'm not competing against anyone. Um, I, I don't know that we should get caught up in that. If that motivates them, I'm all for it. Um, and, and I understand why they feel that way a little bit. Look, this is an incredible game that allows you every day to come to the ballpark thinking you have a chance to win, no matter what the five months before that looked like. We had no business coming to the park in September, feeling good about ourselves, feeling like we had a chance to win based on what we'd been through. And we went out there and we had our best month of the year with some really impressive performances. We've mentioned Rook and Waldachuk, and I've mentioned Geloff and the adjustments that Nick and, and these guys made. Like, there's something about this game that allows you to sort of wipe the, the slate clean every day, and that's exactly what we need. How's the health of the organization? Once we get away from the 40-man yeah. and some of the invitees, we look at the young players, how's the health? I feel really good about where we are. We had some guys in the minor leagues take some big steps. Again, we've mentioned some of them. Months, months went to double-A as a 21-year-old and performed better than he did in high. That's a great sign. Jacob had a great first summer. Guys like Jack Perkins, who unfortunately got hurt here in the beginning of camp, had a big year. Stevie Emanuel stayed healthy and went out and pitched well. We added, you know, Salinas and Basso to the roster, who I think are starting pitchers in the making. So I feel really good about the system. Spreggy's done a really good job adding staff and, and techniques and, and technology down there to help these guys out. All right, let's end on this, because we always ask, and I do this with Mark Kotze. Yeah. We always ask about everybody else. How are you doing? I, 
I told how's you. How's David is... Force World? How's the family? How was your off season? Thank you for asking. How is everything? Other... How's the health of our GM? Other than my golf game, everything is going great. I I love being here this time of year. I do have the kids down here, which is fun. My son's 13, gets to run around and shag yeah. BP. I mean, there's nothing better than that. Um, but this truly is the most optimistic, hopeful time of year, and it kind of reminds us, you know, what is so much fun about this gig. I remember last year when you were over here, if you're listening on AceCast, I apologize, <laughs> but for everybody watching, over at the visitor's dugout where you were just sat there and played catch with your children. Yeah. And it's those moments that we who are around the game, we're just, they will remember that for the rest of their lives. It's very important that you guys give your heart, and so we all do. I mean, the amount of time that we've spent, my God, my wife's on me about it all the time. Like, <laughs> do you have to do two-hour post-game shows? I mean, we, the amount of time that we spend around this game, just how important is it that you make sure you have that family time, especially when you have the beautiful weather and everything's great down here in yeah. Arizona. No, I'm, I'm very lucky to be, you know, to be with this organization in this job. Um, even luckier to get to share it with my family. So having the kids out here for the week is uh, is really special. And that's something else that I talked to Matt Weiss about, you know, because we everybody always, oh, my God, what's going on? People don't – and this is not a suck-up. This is just a reality. It's, it's an honor to work for the organization. People don't uh, – once again, the outside noise is the outside noise. But inside our – our employee bubble world, yeah. life's really good. We have great people. We have great people. I, you know, I took stock at some point this off season of, of all the long, long tenured employees. You know, Matt, Matt's been here since he was 14 years old. I mean, crazy. Yeah, he and and Brian Davis and and Mike Clavin in the clubhouse been here their whole lives basically. On the, you know, guys like Eric Kubota and Grady and all these people, Pam Pitts, who've been here longer than I have, like. It's the people are great and, and it continues to be a good place to work and, and a lot of fun to kind of make things happen with that group. You're you're your adult life. Twenty five years. This is my twenty fifth spring. Think about that. Yeah. You've been here longer than anywhere else in your life. <laughs> I know. It feels like it, man. I had hair at one point too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course back in the day when you're just hitting bombs at Harvard uh, and I don't remember it that way, but that's fine. We'll that, that's what you can't that tell way. me that these hack baseball player big leaguers can <laughs> take, take down the kid from Harvard. Come on. Oh, quickly, Bobby Crosby added yeah. to the staff. I remember I had a conversation with you going, man, I kind of like Bobby. Yeah. I've always liked Bobby as a player. I remember covered him. I just, there's something that it just, he, it screams future manager to me. I'm so glad you, you, um, Added him to the staff, and like like talking to Lawrence Butler, I think it means a lot to some of the players yeah. that played for him that he's going to be a great mental resource for them. No, he really impacted a lot of these guys as they came through the system managing Midland the last couple of years. I think we Cots asked Muncie in the Fall League. We came down to see the Fall League, and Muncie came over and talked to us. And Cots just trying to get to know Max. He asked him, so who, you know, who is your favorite teammate in Midland? He said Bobby Crosby was his favorite teammate with the Rock Hounds. I, I think Cross has this way of relating to guys. He has a fire that I think will serve him well on the Major League staff. And, yeah, I'm excited he's here. Great stuff. Kind of a state of the union before we get this thing going. Let's do it. I got to tell you, I'm excited. I think this team that you have built, I think there's depth. I think there's pitching. I think there's innings. I think there's outs. I just I think it's better than people think. And uh, let's go get them. Good luck. I hope you're right. This is, it's going to be interesting to watch. 
the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, David Force, right here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 